If you're suffering from low libido, you feel like your hair is thinning, or you're having more trouble sleeping than usual, your testosterone levels might be on the downslide, and your doctor isn't going to have many options for you. There's good news though. First, you aren't alone. It's very normal for women's testosterone levels to lower as we age. And second, in today's episode, we're sharing some science-backed tips to naturally boost your testosterone levels. Let's dive in. We're talking about testosterone today, Carolyn, and I'm just going to alienate a whole bunch of listeners right here and right now, and I'm going to say that we are not talking about men. Uh Uh-uh. We aren't at all. Not one little bit. Because let me tell you, they know a lot about men and testosterone. Yes. The health professional community and the research community. Is inundated. They really are interested in men and their testosterone levels. But guess what? We have testosterone too. And there is zero research about women and testosterone for the most part. Uh, yeah, I mean, what we found, we really had to dig. It yeah. was like one of those like hunt and hunt and peck, needle in the haystack. Mm-hmm. Yet, low testosterone is something that a lot of women deal with at various points in their life or later in life. Now, I know some women do deal with high testosterone levels. Um, that's often associated with PCOS and Um, some other conditions, but low testosterone is very prevalent in women. If you go and do a little Googling, I mean, basically everything you find will say that women, as they enter into the menopause, I actually saw those two words together. It was called the menopause in one article that I was reading. (laughs) I was like, wow, a way to make someone feel really bad about themselves. Um, that basically in that perimenopause and menopause, testosterone women's ju- testosterone levels in women tank. Yeah, as do estrogen. Yeah, and but, it's not as progesterone. But if we know that, why are we not doing more research? Right. Right. And, and you know, I think we're going to talk about signs of low testosterone, but the main thing it affects or one of the biggest things is a lack of sex drive. Exactly. You would think these researchers would want us to have a good sex drive. Well, especially because they're putting so much research into men being able to continue with theirs. Right, right. I mean, you have to have a, recipro- a recipient for all of this, you know, effort put into the men. Very good point. Yeah. So, but the other part about testosterone, if like the idea of, if like listeners get a little squirrely or a little sweaty thinking about us talking about sex drive the whole time. There are some really unfortunate other um, symptoms of low testosterone. Yeah. Do you want to go ahead and list those? I, I mean, yes, because I feel like... I feel like a lot of people can probably relate to some of these. I mean, Carolyn, I read this list and I was like, man, I got to work on my testosterone, I think. Yeah, it makes you want to go get it checked. It does. So signs of low testosterone in women. Lack of energy and feeling tired don't know how you gauge that from our normal tire. Right. Yes, exactly. Check that box. Uh, loss of strength and muscle tone, infertility or trouble conceiving, irregular menstrual cycle, weight gain, decreased libido, depression or anxiety, 
thinning hair or hair loss. Nobody wants that. Nope. Dry, brittle skin. Also don't want that. Yeah. Trouble sleeping. Also don't want that, especially (laughs) if you might already be suffering from a lack of energy or feeling tired. Yeah. Exactly. So, you know, things that can be attributed to a lot of other things, but I kind of think testosterone, low testosterone, is playing a subtle role at least in many women's minor health issues. Yes. And there are bigger health issues that come with low testosterone that we don't necessarily see, right? Like you have this increased risk of osteoporosis. Mm -hmm. You're not going to see that until you start having some serious, like... Until you break a bone. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Multiple bones. Um, The loss of lean body mass. And you're going to usually lose that some naturally anyway, but you don't want to lose it faster then you have to. Yeah. You don't want to maintain as much as you can. Exactly. Because that ultimately also will then affect your metabolism. Mm-hmm. Um, depression, which, I mean, hello. We don't, we don't, you know. Sometimes with depression, we talk about it all the time, but you could get far enough down the path and you yeah. don't really realize that you're suffering yeah. from it until you're in a bad place, like and a really bad my place. my metabolism's going down the tank at the same time, that's just going to add to my depression it's gonna just gonna make it worse and then if i don't want to have sex and somebody's want me to that just makes me mad and it's just and anxious exactly so there goes your mental health people it's just gone (laughs) okay it also increases your risk for heart disease and probably other things but there is so little research looking at the effects of low testosterone in women that we don't know the full extent of what it does correct can you tell we got a little fired up while trying to research this topic? We did, which is why we had to lead with, sorry, dudes, we're not talking about you. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, so let's talk real quick about what testosterone is. And um, so you can understand, this will help you give, we'll give you a little background, because then we're going to give you six ways to boost it naturally. And actually, most all these are pretty easy to do. Very easy. Yeah. And I don't think doing any one of these six things, like if you just pick one and do it, like probably not going to see a a massive change. But maybe if you like incorporate several of these, it might get things going a little. It could. Yeah. I mean, and at least why not try? Yeah. (laughs) Especially if you you pair it with a treatment given to you from your doctor, you really might be winning. Yeah. Okay, so we tend to think of testosterone as the male hormone, but women have it too. Women's ovaries make testosterone. But then also in both um, males and females, the adrenal glands produce the hormone DHEA, and the body converts that to testosterone, as well as estrogen, but it converts some of it to testosterone. Um It is the main male sex hormone that's responsible for hair growth and changes in boys at puberty. But again, we have it and we we need it. Um, When we combine testosterone with estrogen in the female body, it helps with growth, maintenance, bone mass, and human behaviors, which I'm going to assume they mean um, mood and that kind of, I guess, behaviors like you don't want to have sex. Right. Yeah. Right. You're mad your hair's falling out. Yeah. Exactly. Kind of just, they just lumped it into human behaviors. Yeah. 
<laughs> so basically, imbalances of either too much or too little testosterone can affect a woman's overall health. Yes. Yeah. And really, you find that with any hormone. You know, they got to be in the right balance. Exactly. Um, well, especially because they all play together. Yeah. In some capacity, there's like this overlap, right? And we've talked before about how when one hormone can get a little out of balance, it's... You better get it back it, before they all go correct. out of whack. There can be a cascade effect in, <laughs> in some. So... Now, this took me a while to find, but I really wanted to know specifically what does testosterone do in the female body? Yeah. Because I know it plays some important roles if we've got it. Yeah. Our ovaries are making it. It was very hard to find. Interesting. And I know this is not a complete list, but the little bit that I could find is that testosterone um, um, helps produce new blood cells, enhances libido, which we've already talked about, influences follicle-stimulating hormones that affect other hormones and reproduction. Now, I know testosterone is doing other things in our body, but well, clearly people it don't is like to talk about it, really. we have this long list of signs of low testosterone, yeah. but that list of what it does in your body doesn't line up completely with the signs of low testosterone literally i searched for this because like there's got to be a list like i know all the things it does in men yeah let's talk about what it does in women yeah it's got to be a little different um couldn't find it very short and i you know i did think one of the things that i had forgotten i think because i'm just so far removed from this stage of life is that testosterone really really can affect reproduction from the sense of like fertility mm-hmm. low and high testosterone right right yeah now one thing to know it's not just about your ovaries producing testosterone and your adrenal glands producing dhea your hypothalamus and your pituitary gland also play roles they control the amount of testosterone you produce and release um your hypothalamus releases a hormone which triggers your pituitary to release something called luteinizing hormone and luteinizing hormone is what tells your ovaries to produce and release testosterone so i just wanted to add that because if you have something going on with your hypothalamus your pituitary or your ovaries like a tumor on it or you know some kind of condition is affecting one of those specifically that can cause abnormal levels high or low of mm-hmm. testosterone and probably your other sex hormones mm-hmm. and we've talked before about thyroid health mm-hmm. and that is this is in a in a similar location in the brain too so if you suffer from anything with your thyroid yeah it's it is going to have implications here too yes Okay, so what should, what kind of levels should women have? Well, guess what? There's no clear answer, and it seems to vary on age, but there's no real clear-cut answer even when you look down in the age categories because there isn't much research on it, on what is ideal for women. We know what's too high, we know what's too low, but what's optimal, you know, for us to function and be a nice person um, and have hair. <laughs> and have hair. Exactly. <laughs> so, But we do know by the time a person reaches menopause, their testosterone levels usually have decreased um, by half of what they once were. But most of what I read suggested that in women it starts decreasing late 20s, 30s, some already. Mm. Yeah. Um, Fun. And 
also says doctors may have difficulty detecting low testosterone levels in women. One, because it's not a blood test that is ordered unless, like, a lot of women say, hey, can you check my testosterone? Or, or you have a doctor who's proactive and looking at your reproductive hormones. Um, but also because your hormone levels can fluctuate constantly and on a daily basis. Right. On a weekly, like day-to-day and also yeah. within the day. Yeah. So add that to the fact that we don't really know what an optimal level is for us either. And <laughs> you got a real big mess. Yeah. It's not simple. But at the end of the day, we know it's affecting us. So I think when we first started looking into this uh, podcast topic, you and I found that there that basically there is a particular phase of your monthly menstrual cycle where it's like optimal to go get your testosterone measured. Mm. Um, and so I, it, it's that like, that is one of the things that I feel like, I mean, obviously need to ask doctors, but that's one of the things that I had no, I, I did not know at all. Um, no. and I don't remember what, phase it was and again like I'm not an expert here on when you should go get your testosterone levels measured but it's interesting it's I'm gonna not... ask my doctor because she's very she incorporates the functional medicine but she usually checks my sex hormones twice a year um she's more looking at estrogen and progesterone and all that kind of stuff um but I'm gonna ask her about that because there may be an ideal time to get all of those checked and yeah. a really bad time to get those right checked right yeah. worth asking I'll, I'll for sure let's circle back research. on research yeah yeah okay so and let's talk about treatment well we don't have a way to diagnose low testosterone or you know easily, easily at least yeah in women um treatment is somewhat controversial because it hasn't been well studied um, the USDA has, or the FDA has not approved any testosterone treatments currently, um, and there isn't a standard for treatment. Um, right now, if your doctor thinks you have low testosterone, they treat it in women the same way they would treat it in men, which I don't really think they have a great way to treat it in men. No, I mean, I it, I actually, that, that tidbit of information inspired me to go look up whether or not they actually have like a pharmaceutical drug that you can take for that men can take for low testosterone and it looks like there there are options or an option that at least um for men for men and it did say that there are some like off uh, what is the what's the phrase I want to use? Like some, n- not not recommended, but like some some off, off brand or yeah, like off label uses that um, and you needed to consult your doctor about yeah. those. So I I don't know if it's something that that women could have yeah. could take. But what I what I did think was interesting was that it, for this particular drug, it was talking about how one of the side effects in women was baldness. <laughs> I was like. Okay, so what I'm reading is even even if there is something that women can can take, mm-hmm. um, there are some potentially 
unfavorable yeah. side effects. Well, and there also are some things that aren't maybe not FDA approved, but that are still used. And doctors may prescribe from a compounding pharmacy, um, like testosterone creams or pellets or patches. And we just don't know much about them. I don't, you know, if I think if a doctor's suggesting you try it, I don't think it would hurt you, but I don't know how effective they are. Right, right. So... If you feel like finding high quality supplements and natural healthcare products is like looking for a needle in a haystack, we've got the solution for you. Introducing Fullscript, a leading online platform that allows healthcare professionals like us to offer you a vast selection of professional grade supplements from trusted brands. With Fullscript, you can easily browse and order all your supplements in one place. I first discovered Fullscript when a healthcare practitioner recommended dietary supplements for my daughter. I was amazed at the quality of brands that I had access to on Fullscript, and I loved that I could get supplements for the entire family all on one site. The 20% discount didn't hurt either. Every product on Fullscript meets the highest quality standards. All undergo rigorous testing and are sourced from trusted manufacturers, ensuring safety and efficacy. Click on the Fullscript link in our show notes to get access to the Happy Eating Dispensary. Using this link will give you full access to all supplements available and gets you 20% off on every order. You'll also find recommendations for digestion, immunity, back to school, anti-aging, and women's health, as well as the supplements that Briarly and I order on a regular basis. So, which leads us to... What can we do on our own? Correct. To increase our testosterone and get to feeling better. Yes. So the good news is is that there are a few things that you can do mm-hmm. to hopefully help increase your testosterone naturally. Um, and again, it was it was really challenging to find research that was done in women. Yeah. We kind of want to say that up front because when we tell y'all tips, they are in any other podcast, they are super solid. Like, yes. We don't use a tip unless we have solid research for the population that we are talking about and we feel like 100% good about it. Yeah. If we don't, we'll tell you. So it's not that we don't feel good about these tips, but there's just a lack of, re- of testosterone research done solely on women. And there's a lack of research done on women that aren't postmenopausal. Right. I and- guess... They can, they start to include women after menopause because they don't have to deal with menstrual cycles and fluctuating hormones. Right, which complicates yeah, research complicates studies, things. which we've talked about yeah. before. Yeah, I mean, I think it seemed like what we did find in women who weren't in menopause, premenopausal women, were um, was either PCOS or mostly coming at it from a fertility standpoint. Yes. Um, and so it, testosterone, like in one study that we're going to talk about, testosterone was measured with other hormones that yes. influence fertility. And what they found was that X improved testosterone levels but did nothing else to the other yeah. hormones for fertility. Yeah. Yeah. Um, okay. So let's talk about these tips and not to say these don't work but we just wanted to be clear up front that you know this was a mix of studies that included men and women um but a lot of them are just men too and so we really for those we really only included the tips that we felt had the most solid research that would be applicable to women so all right tip number one 
consume adequate calories. Stop yeah. go stop cutting calories. Stop going on these low calorie diets. Um over a period of time, when you limit calories, this supports the body's ability to support no normal physiological functions in all aspects. But one place that you see it, and you do see it pretty quick here, is with the production of your sex hormones. Um, one uh, easy way to see this or an example of where you may see this is like with female athletes who are training a lot and not maybe not taking in enough calories to meet their needs. And their menstrual cycle will stop because that luteinizing hormone goes down and kind of shuts down. It's a protective process of the body because the body doesn't want you to get pregnant. So it shuts stuff down. But remember that luteinizing hormone is also what um, triggers testosterone production. So um, get enough calories. Mm -hmm. The second one, I had to read this word a couple <laughs> of times. Um. I don't even know if I'm going to say it right, but eat aromatase-inhibiting foods. Okay, Carolyn. You want me you, to take this one? Yeah, can you please explain? <laughs> like, I I read it, I understand it, but explain. I think the, the core thing is understanding, like, why people are even studying aromatase-inhibiting foods. Okay. Aromatase is an enzyme in fat tissue. And it breaks down sex hormones into estrogen. And it's really good at taking testosterone and breaking it down into estrogen. Now, I think one of the main reasons we know about this is because estrogen's been studied a lot in relation to breast cancer. Mm -hmm. And higher estrogen levels can actually fuel some breast cancer cells and right. make them grow more. Right. So there's been a lot of research for some types of breast cancer on how you can lower estrogen or keep estrogen levels low. And they have found one way to do this is compounds that are aromatase inhibitors that stop the enzyme from breaking testosterone down into estrogen. Mm -hmm. So you, you don't break it down into estrogen. So you, you know, in doing so, you have higher testosterone levels. So there are some chemicals. There are some medications that they have found that will do this. Um, but there are also some foods that have demonstrated aromatase inhibiting effects. Pretty cool. Uh, yeah. So one group of foods are your flavonoids. Um, those are a type of phytochemical, kind of like an antioxidant, but they're found in plant foods and a lot of plant foods. Um, and eating more flavonoid-rich foods may reduce the amount of testosterone that is broken down, thereby increasing your testosterone concentration. Briarly, where do we find some of these key flavonoids? Oh, I love some flavonoids. So the thing <laughs> about flavonoids is that they're not, they're a big enough class of compounds that they're not limited to just like a... Your purple things. Right, exactly. I was going to say like a particular color, right? Yeah. Like a lot of times flavonoids are, are attributed to colors yes. of foods, right? So big enough group, but the upside of that is that there are more foods that yeah. you that you can eat so um cocoa like you're you know we're talking like your dark chocolate here or if you're into like cacao nibs that kind of thing um apples onions parsley tea red wine oh my favorite uh celery citrus fruits apples pears and then this one i always find the most interesting white button mushrooms because 
people don't think of mushrooms as really offering much nutritional value. No, I kind of think of mushrooms like your white button mushrooms, kind of like iceberg lettuce. Like they're just nothing foods. Yeah, they're just there on your salad that comes with iceberg lettuce and maybe some sad looking tomatoes yeah but but white button mushrooms specifically Mm -hmm. i saw it mentioned in more than one study yeah about its aroma taste inhibiting properties yes gosh all right well let's go get on out there and eat a whole bunch of white button mushrooms yes okay number three don't skip on fat especially the good fat yeah can you explain yeah so um, this is one of those studies that was done more in was done in in younger women um, where they were looking at their fertility so fat plays a role in making your hormones um, so it's important from that perspective particularly your sex hormones correct so you need you need it for that. But, um, or not but, but so what the, what the researchers did was they wanted to see if changing the amount of fat in your diet affected your, um, fertility hormones, like significantly enough that it, that it could drive a difference. So what they found was that people who, women who ate the in the they broke them up into like three different groups of fat amounts right that they were eating and the women who were eating the higher levels of fat were the ones who um had higher testosterone levels what was interesting though is that their other hormone levels that they were measuring were not changed they it was just testosterone um and total fat intake was beneficial so that includes like your good fats and your bad fats mm-hmm. and then also your um polyunsaturated fats okay. so the ones that are in um things like salmon and your oil, yeah and your oils and your nuts um but yes so it was total fat and it was polyunsaturated fat making sure that you're getting adequate amounts of those can play a role in your testosterone levels um, they also talked about a study in women with PCOS and found that those who lowered their carbohydrate count and increased their fat also had an improvement in their testosterone levels. Hmm. Okay. So it kind of helps stabilize maybe your testosterone levels. I guess. Because usually in PCS, you're trying to bring it down. Right. Interesting. Sorry, I didn't mean to say that in PCOS it increased it. Sorry. It improved. So it improved it. Forgive me. I was not. You didn't say it increased. You said it improved. Okay, good. So, uh, yeah. Yeah. Um, Yeah, I don't think, unless you're in nutrition or unless you're in healthcare or medicine, you may not realize that testosterone is actually made from a lipid or a fat. Yeah. Specifically cholesterol. Yeah. Um, So it's not good to go too low in fat. And actually eating on the higher end of the healthy range of fat may beneficial based on what you found mm-hmm. okay i'm ready to go out to dinner <laughs> all right talk to us about the next nutrient the next mineral specifically that we need to be thinking about okay make sure you're getting enough zinc zinc is kind of one of those we forget about until cold season rolls around yeah, yeah. it's real popular <laughs> uh-huh. you know in the fall and in the winter when there's cold and flu season yeah um and when you have about a COVID 
pop Cor- up in your area. Yeah. Correct. But a 2022 systematic review that looked at a bunch of different studies examining zinc and testosterone. They found that zinc deficiency reduces testosterone levels and that zinc supplementation improves your testosterone levels. Um, so that's really interesting that they found supplementing improves your testosterone because a lot of times it, they, they look at just nutrient deficiencies and associations with conditions. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's cool. Um, so, you know, moderate supplementation can play an important role in improving testosterone levels. Now, I did see some research suggesting that this really only works if you're low in zinc. Mm-hmm. But I would say there's a chance, your 50-50 chance, probably your diet is not low all that in zinc. Yeah. yeah, not all that adequate when yeah. it comes to zinc. Yeah, particularly if you're vegetarian. Um um, because zinc is found in, well, it's found in your favorite foods, oysters mm-hmm. and other seafoods, but nuts, um, meat, poultry, beans, a lot of your protein foods. Right. But also the, that list of protein foods is predominantly like, you know, animal-based. There's yeah. only two in there that are... I think whole grains have some. They Yes. Yes. Yeah. But your higher con- there you're going to get zinc in much higher concentrations in your animal proteins. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Number five. <sighs> I am so excited about I this knew one. You would be so excited. Strength training. But Carolyn looked into the research, so she's going to have to explain it to you. And sadly, it was mostly in men. Yeah. So most of the research looking at the effects on testosterone from strength training is in men there are very few studies that include men and women um but what they found is that strength training weight training resistance training um, does appear to boost testosterone levels in both men and women now they're boosted much more significantly in men because they have higher levels to begin with to begin with women do get a boost now the the problem or not the problem but the catch is that these levels may only be boosted temporarily right so you know you're just going to get that temporary um hit of testosterone if you will yeah so but you need to be doing strength training on a regular basis anyway so well and you know it's good that you get the boost right because that helps with muscle building Mm -hmm. Um, which then makes you stronger to then continue this whole process of doing your strength training and getting your testosterone hit. But it was interesting when you and I were talking about it before we started recording where I was like, so is it like the equivalent of the runner's high? Yeah. I, I would kind of equate it to that. Yeah. Which I'll take. I'll uh, take that. For sure. I, yeah. I mean, especially because I think about it from the perspective too is I'm like, okay, well, even if I'm just talking about the mood boosting benefits of – this testosterone hit after my workout, yeah. like I'll take it. Yeah. You know, it may be the endorphins and the testosterone boost. Yeah. That like just, make you feel like. Like superwoman. Yeah. After your workout. <laughs> so, okay. The very last one, number six, I really hate to say this to women. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah. reduce stress. Mm-hmm. And I just hate even saying that because yeah, sure. We'd all like to reduce yeah. stress. But explain why. Explain why, because the why I think was, yeah, the why was great, and we can actually help you with the why. Yeah. So when you have, so when you have prolonged stress, 
or when you have any stress, you make cortisol. But when you have prolonged stress, you have an excess production of cortisol. Mm -hmm. Um, And this leads to a decline in estrogen production. So, yeah. So you're already craving, I mean, yeah, sorry, a decline in testosterone production. Yes. So higher cortisol levels mean lower testosterone. Yes. So you're already craving more carbs from the cortisol. Mm-hmm. You're already, you know, gaining weight more easily because of the cortisol. You're already stressed. Particularly in your abdominal region. Yeah. yeah. And now your and now testosterone your sex drive is tanking. Is in the, ta- is in the <laughs> toilet. It's great. It's really Sorry. great. But we do have an episode on quick and easy ways to get your cortisol Oh, yeah, we do. In better That's shape, your cortisol levels. episode, one of y'all's favorites. Mm-hmm. So yeah. once you're done with this one, go have a listen to that one. Mm-hmm. And then we've you've got like a handful of things that you can start doing to up your cortisol. Yeah. Or and up your testosterone. A lot of these foods are not, I mean, they're ones I would probably eat anyway. Like oysters? Yeah. Right. Like oysters. <laughs> yeah. Thick sarcasm there. <laughs> but chocolate, apples, red wine, tea. Yeah, good. And always throwing some button mushrooms. Some fats. Yeah, some fats. Yeah. Nuts. Okay. Well, I'm ready to go boost my testosterone. Seriously, <laughs> me too. Um, yeah, thank you, Carolyn, for pulling so much fascinating research. Um, it's really, really interesting, like, findings, and also just the opportunity to dig into something that probably a lot of women are dealing with or are about to deal with depending on their stage of life and there isn't a lot of information so I'm gonna be honest it was a little shocking at how little research there was on this topic yeah I think you might have found your calling (laughs) it got me fired up (laughs) (laughs) we'll talk to y'all next week bye Thank you so much for joining us for the Happy Eating Podcast. I'm Briarly Horton. And I'm Carolyn Williams. If you liked this week's episode, then don't forget to rate and leave us a review on iTunes. And be sure to hit the subscribe button so you'll never miss a new episode. We can't wait to have you back at our table next week for a brand new episode. Bye. Bye. The contents discussed in the Happy Eating Podcast, such as advice, studies, text, graphics, images, and other material discussed or presented on the site or podcast are for informational purposes only. Content is not intended to be a substitute for medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your mental health professional or other qualified health providers with any questions you may have regarding your condition. Never disregard professional advice or delay in seeking it because of something you have heard on the Happy Eating Podcast. If you are in crisis or think you may have an emergency, call your doctor or 911 immediately. If you're having suicidal thoughts, call 1-800-273-TALK, that's 8255, to talk to a skilled, trained counselor at the National Suicide Prevention Lifeline. If you are located outside the United States, call your local emergency line immediately.